welcome to the Photo Booth International Podcast, live from Dallas, Texas. Find us online at photoboothinternational.com. Jasmine here and I have Jessica Santos from Capture Me Photo Booth in Colorado and um, she's going to talk about a little bit about how she got into this business and how she's currently doing. Um, It's been a little bit over a year now, correct, that you got your photo booths from us? Yep, just a little over a year. Perfect. Yeah, so... um, you want to just um, talk about how you started um, with your photo booth business? What made you look into it? Okay, sure. So we actually hired a photo booth for our wedding, and that was in 2013. Um, and before that, there was pretty much nobody here that did photo booths. Um, they were almost like the foreign object. Nobody knew what they were, and everybody was afraid of them. Um, but we ended up hiring a photo booth company to come in. They did an awesome job, um, and the, the picture quality was great. Um, and our friends and family members, they kept reposting those photos online over and over. They repost them as their profile pictures. Um, and I told my husband, you know, I think that this is my next calling because I, I, I have the ability to to do stuff like that and I wanted something to do and I wanted, really wanted to get out of my full-time day job of sitting at a desk all day, which I had done that for 15 years and I was ready to move on. Mm-hmm. So we sat on that idea for quite a while and um, we were actually getting ready to buy into the photo booth business and we were looking at vendors and everything, but I had actually gotten in an auto accident. Mm-hmm. Um, and that accident was pretty bad. And we didn't, um, there, there was some things, some injuries in that accident that weren't gonna let me do my daytime job anymore. Mm-hmm. And that company was just, they, they weren't on board with trying to make things work. And so when we, when all that was starting to settle down, we revisited that idea and Joe, my husband, he says, well, you know, this is probably now or never. And, you know, this is either we're going to do it or we're not going to do it. So I just jumped right in. Um, it's not like me to do that. I am very planning. I, I like to plan a lot. Yeah. So for me to just jump right in and into muddy waters that I didn't even know about, I it was scary. Um, <laughs> and it was not my normal. Um, but we did it. And um, we had actually looked at a couple different photo booth vendors. Um, and then I came across um, you all. Mm-hmm. And you guys were so awesome to talk to. Um, the communication was always there. I didn't have to ever wonder, you know, 
well, are they going to call me back or, or anything like that? It was just, you guys were answering my questions before I could even think of them. Um, you were, you were just helping me out along the way. So when Josh invited me down to photo booth expo, yeah, we, we just jumped right in and said, let's go and made a little vacation out of it. And, um, checked everything out down there and I just really got a good vibe from all you guys and everybody there was so fun um really easy to talk to and just like easy going mm -hmm. you know it wasn't just business so yeah. it was you know it, it was like a, a family and and I didn't realize that at the beginning that's it was a, you know a, a big family a business so um, it was, I felt really good. And then I got back to Colorado and I emailed Josh and said, I'm on board. Let's go with it. I want to do that. So, um, and I did, I just jumped right in and, um, kind of hit the ground running. And I wish I would have taken a little bit more time to sit back and kind of think about things. But I, my personal opinion is I didn't have any time to waste because, mm -hmm. um, I didn't know where my daytime job was going. And yeah we knew I wasn't going to be able to do that much longer. Um, and I had actually been on disability. So I, my husband said, you're on disability. Let's, let's yeah. take care of this, get it all done. And then, you know, see where that leaves us. So we did, we just jumped right in. Yeah. And that's interesting that you say that that's not really like you. And normally you analyze everything and you have a plan and you go according to plan. Um, but often, I do realize that the more stories I hear, sometimes a situation like yours, it's sort of a blessing in disguise. Um, yeah. And you realize it and it sort of pushes you to your max and it pushes you to do things you wouldn't normally do. But I'm yes. took that leap of faith and you know that it's obviously working out because you actually bought two booths from us. You bought an LED booth, a Prime Excel, and I know that I see pictures all the time that you're posting on our Facebook group. Um, and so it's been over a year. I think you're doing well for yourself. If I'm seeing every weekend on set of Saturdays, I see your posts or your yeah. stuff. So I'm like, okay, Jessica's doing really well. Um, and so I appreciate you coming on here and sharing your story. And um, I think it's, it's very inspiring because a lot of people may go one way or another. They may, they may see that as okay. Like, my whole world is crashing because my job and my lifestyle that I've been accustomed to is not going to work for me anymore. And they might end up in a hole and don't know that there's other options. Um, but yeah. I'm glad that you took it the other way and decided, okay, this is my opportunity. It's now or never, this is not like me, but I'm going to go for it. And you yeah, just exactly did too, because you saw the opportunity in your <laughs> city. Um, so I think that's awesome. And um, what city exactly are you in in Colorado? So I'm in Fort Collins, Colorado. Um, and it's, so it's more Northern Colorado. We're about an hour from Wyoming. Um, so we have um, Colorado State University here. Um, out in Greeley, we have UNC. And then in Boulder, um, we have CU. Um, so we're, we're surrounded by college towns. So you would think there's a lot of money out here, but there's really not. Okay. Um, and a lot of the vendors out here, um, I think are overpriced mm -hmm. for the market mm -hmm. because when I see them posting online that their, their rates are whatever they are. Um, 
I see people pass on that left and right. And then, and, um, you know, then I, I see the, the bidding wars with, um, you know, the, like you got thumbtack and, th- and, you know, group on and things like that. But then I also hear the stories of how those didn't go well and everything. So I decided because there's a need for that market here. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I said, I'm just going to meet this in the middle and I'm going to play with it, you know, as, as the months go on and I'm not going to start real low, but I'm not going to start real high, but I'm just going to start in the middle and, and kind of work my way into that business and see how, how it evolves because I didn't want to price myself out of the market, but I didn't want to be too cheap either. Yeah. So I, so just being up here in the college town atmosphere, we really had to plan accordingly just to make sure that we could take this off. Yeah. And it sounds to me like you've done plenty of um, research in regards to your competitors, what they're offering, their rates, and then also your market as a whole, kind of what they're willing to spend. And like you said, it's good that you didn't go too low, gives you room to negotiate if need be. Um, and because you're in Colorado, I do understand that. I mean, you have other factors to take into consideration with your environment and the weather and whatnot. And I'm sure your peak season is different from our peak season here in Texas. Um, like our peak season is, um, it starts really, really hard in October with a lot of wedding. And then, um, and then there's still some into November. And then of course, December is explosive. And then um, at the very tail end of the year, it kind of dies down as everyone's kind of celebrating holidays and whatnot. Um, and then it sort of starts to pick back up around March for wedding season again. Um, yeah. But being that you are in a college town, that makes perfect sense that you had to kind of price mid-range. Um, so I think that's great. Um, what other tips um, or tricks would you share with someone that's already in the business since to me you're you're over the one year mark so you're in a sense a lot more experienced than someone just starting off and you've had i'm sure lots of um lots of situations that have helped you learn and adapt so what would you share with everyone watching um i i would just say to start off that um there's always going to be mistakes made and to not beat yourself up over it. Um, Cause I did that over and over. And I would just tell myself, I should have known, I should have known better, you know, um, but you, you don't know until you've tried it. Um, unless you've, I would say, been in the business at five, six, seven plus years, there's new things that arise out of every event that we do. And there's always something different. Um, so if you could just have a very good open mind about the events um, and how, how they're going to go, um, just do that. Because um, like we even did an event this last weekend where I told myself, I don't want to be that vendor. There was a bartender that had come in and she was so picky and had the wedding coordinator moving mountains basically to accommodate her. And I just kept to myself in the corner, setting up my machine, thinking I'm not that vendor. I don't want to be that vendor, but you know, there's, there's always going to be something that happens or that goes wrong. And you just have to take it in stride, put that smile on and, and roll with it. Um, Cause nine times out of 10, you're probably not going to see these people again. It's hard to get those referrals. Um, 
we've only gotten, I would say maybe three referrals off of weddings that we've done. So that's not a huge return. Most of our business is brand new business. Okay. Um, the okay. repeat business that I get are um, actually my corporate clients yeah. um, where we've yeah. done all of their holiday events or their um, summer picnics. Mm -hmm. So I always give them a great deal. Um, and I usually partner up with them and tell them, Hey, we have you covered for summer, spring, fall, whatever you need. It'll be this guaranteed price. Just keep me involved, you know? Um, and that works really well. So I think having that kind of mindset, you know, with, with wedding versus, um, corporate clients, um, you just kind of have to keep everything separate because not two client, no two clients are alike. Um, and for us, since we do a lot of, um, just new business, mm -hmm. um, you're always having to put that best foot forward and you're always having to go above and beyond, um, cause you're out to impress every, every day. Um, and you have to do it over and over. So it does get tiring, but you just have to keep going at it because it will pay off. Yeah. Definitely. I'm glad that you talked a little bit about how you structure, um, packages for your corporate clients because like you said they're almost a guarantee that they're going to contact you for the rest of their events throughout the year yeah. and um maybe you haven't gotten as many referrals through the other events that you've done like weddings because of course ideally you just want to get married once right <laughs> and so um you've only been in business for one year so maybe as time continues um, maybe those that married couple will then have a baby, you know, and then it'll be time for a baby shower and they'll reach back out to you. So maybe you're just not at that point yet, but I do feel like, you know, you, your setups are beautiful. Every picture I see on Facebook group, it looks so put together. You have your nice backdrop, your presentation of props is perfect. Um, and while we're on the subject of that, um, tell me, what do you do to prepare for your gigs? Oh my gosh, there's a lot involved in that. Um, so I have created um, a questionnaire um, format that I had gotten from one of the gals that's on, I would say, one of the Facebook groups. Um, she does go to the expos, but she created this, um, oh, questionnaire sheet. And then I bought it from her and took it home and revamped it and everything. Um, so I use that to set up all my events. Um, it's just a, a big questionnaire that, um, you know, has venue information, um, the day of coordinator, um, things like that. And then, and then I have a check, check, um, list that goes with that. Mm -hmm. Um, so I have, I send the questionnaire out to the, um, whoever's booking and I have them fill it, complete it. And they get to personalize everything for the wedding or, or whatever event that they're doing. Mm -hmm. Then I take all that information and then I plug it into the um, other questionnaire that I have that has all the event information that I take with me to the event. Mm -hmm. um, and it just helps mm -hmm. me keep track of if they have a scrapbook and then if they're going to have um, the fancy little colored pages that come with it, mm -hmm. um, anything related to the photo strip design, um, it's on both of those forms, so I could always reference everything. Um, so it's a lot of, I'd say, bookkeeping um, along the yeah. way, 
and then um, bring in all those forms with me. I'm old school. I like paper. Um, and, and it's easy for me to pull that right out and be and be like, that's what we needed. And I'm, I'm right on cue with it. So, um, and it's just easier because if the cell phones go down or whatever, and I don't have Wi-Fi, it, it, to me, I would rather have it ready to go and then be like, hold on, wait, I'm trying to find it all. So um, I just keep those two forms with me and then I can always double double back around and check and make sure my events are running right. And then because they're in paper form, I can always jot down little notes. Um, didn't bring enough stools, things like that. Okay. Um, or I ran out of media um, or, you know, this guy dropped his, you know, glass of whiskey, you know, on my table, um, even though I had no, no food signs, you know, things like that. So um, there's a lot of um, prep in, in between um, with those questionnaires and that um, form that I use. Mm -hmm. And then I just kind of put everything together. Um, you know, I'd say about four or five weeks before the actual event. And then that way it gives me plenty of time to email back and forth the design of the template to the customer. And then, so they're not under pressure to get it right or make the changes because with all events, you're going to be busy there. You know, you're, you've got the planning of the event and you, especially if it's a wedding, they're hard to plan. And there's a lot of stuff that's put together in them to make them work. And, and I don't want to put that stress on, on a bride and tell her you only have three days to the, you know, approve this photo strip. And so I usually keep the communication open with them. Um, you know, and so I have those forms I bring with me, but I would say about four, four weeks before the actual event, I send out a, um, cause sometimes, you know, we don't always know what time the ceremony is going to be, things like that until about three, four weeks out. Mm -hmm. So there's some, mm -hmm. some information in those questionnaires that I just won't get information on until the last minute. So I stay in contact with them via email. Um, a lot of people out here are just really great about the email. Don't bother me with the phone. So I really try yeah. to adapt to how they want to um, communicate mm -hmm. and, and it's working pretty good, but I usually send about, um, an email reminder about four or five weeks out and just ask, you know, if they've got the ceremony information and all that's time for the reception ready to go. Um, so that way, and then, and then in my email, I do a little pre um, worded format, just telling them that, you know, this information is very helpful for us. It helps us plan accordingly, make sure we arrive on time, yeah. um, things like that. And I've never had an issue with ever getting them back. Um, and everybody's really fast about sending that information back. And um, so, so far that all that stuff is pretty good and it's going well. Um, but that's usually about what I have for planning and prepping. Um, and then, um, you know, it's just the day before I pull everything out. Um, unless I'm going to have like photo strip um, folders that I order in. Um, special things like that um, as far as like maybe um, the acrylic photo frame stands. I do order those ahead of time, but for the most part, everything else I have stock on hand and, mm -hmm. and I just uh, keep a, a tally of what I'm missing or getting low on. And then I kind of just reorder from that. But 
about a day, about a day before I start packing up and then, um, you know, just pulling everything out, make sure I have it there. And then, um, the day of I pack up and go. Perfect. Yeah. I'm glad that you added that tidbit about, um, you let them know why that information is so critical. You know, you kind of like push it back onto them to say, I want your event to go as perfectly as possible, but I need this information. And um, some people I'm sure do drag their feet, but um, you putting that in there adds that urgency, like, oh, I want my event to go well. Okay, I I need to send this to them. And even email right now, um, I like that you have, um, please note that due to uh, busy season, um, quotes are only valid for three days. Yes. So I think that adds a sense of urgency as well. And it makes them really think, okay, I I don't want her to get booked up, especially because there's not a lot of options here. Let me go ahead and deposit. And and that one I learned the hard way. You know, there's, um, you know, you always live and learn. So I didn't have any of that verbiage on my um, email. I just had my my name and my website and phone number. And I thought I was doing good. Um, I have an online um, booking tool that I use because I use Square um, and they there's a, a tool in there. It's called appointments and I can use that and um, customers can go in and book online. Okay. So mm-hmm. there could be somebody out there right now on that um, app and trying to book a photo booth and I could be talking to someone in an email yeah. and mm-hmm. I had that happen where it crossed paths. And it really upset that lady that she couldn't book the photo booth for her wedding. And um, she just, it it took her a while to understand that, you know, you can't just sit here and talk about it for five, six days and expect it to be open, you know, because there's other people out there. And so I had to come up with an idea to kind of gently tell people that, these can be booked super fast and um, you know, it's, we don't hold dates Um, and, you know, so we've done a lot of verbiage with, with that too. And we've incorporated that to the website. We did it to the um, email. We've done it to our contracts Um, just to cover all of our bases because that one incident really upset somebody. And I was like, how do I not do this again? So, I mean, you just live and learn. There's always going to be mistakes. So yes, yes, definitely. I can attest to that. I mean, a lot of the systems and procedures that we came up with, even now with PBI, it's like you run into a situation you hadn't run into before. And you're like, okay, how can I avoid this in the future? How can I make my life easier? How can I prepare better? So um, I think that's awesome. And then um, you just shared, um, something on the Facebook group, maybe um, this past weekend or Monday, it feels like very recent, but you brought up the topic of tip jars. So, um, and a lot of people, um, you know, were commenting there saying, oh yeah, like I've I've thought about this, but I didn't know if I should do it. Or some people also kind of talked about how they do it and they think it's great and they haven't had any complaints. So um, what made you do that? What made you kind of just decide, okay, let me just try it. Well, it, so for me, I didn't like the idea of a tip jar and I was very much so against it. And my husband kept telling me, um, you know, we're reasonably priced and we're not underfunded, like underpriced, but we're not super expensive either. Mm -hmm. So 
we were watching, you know, with our, our market and everything and how we were doing things. And, um, you know, we were getting um, couples coming up. Where's your tip jar? Oh, you guys were awesome. And they'd hand us a couple dollars and, and it would be sporadic. Um, it wasn't all the time, you know, and of course we don't expect tips to be a given. So I, I was thinking to myself, you know, we won't, we really don't need a tip jar. Um, cause I, I still was thinking it, it was tacky. Um, and that's just maybe me being more modest and, um, not wanting to, I guess, be desperate. Like I need tips or anything like that. Yeah. I guess that's how I was feeling about tips in general. And then the longer we've done this, my husband kept saying, you know, we really need a tip jar because people just hand him a couple dollars here and there and he stuffs it in his pocket and goes in the washer later. You know, you just don't ever remember they're there. And so this, um, this one of the last events we did, he goes, just trust me and put a tip jar out. And he goes, you know, we'll do it at the weddings and, you know, because they're always tipping anyways. And you always get the bigger out of state family members. Um, you know, just a bigger crowd and they're always happy and they're tipping the bartender, you know, and then they do always tip the photographers. Most, most of the things yes. like that and the yes. DJs at the very end. Um, and so I just said, okay, well, we'll try it out. Yeah. Um, you know, cause I was still very much so against it and I didn't have that much of an open mind about it. And I've read all the other forums out there and it was always 50, 50, that's the tackiest thing you could ever do. Just price accordingly, things like that. And, you know, and then I thought about it. Okay. Well, every market's different. Every state, every city is going to be different. Every type of um, group of people that you get together are always going to be different. So it's not just black and white. Like I thought it was. Yeah. Um, so I went ahead and put that tip jar out and I was very, um, I guess, not secretive about it, but I just kind of lightly put something on the end of the table with a very small little sign. And that little sign, I think it just said, um, we hope you enjoy your photos as much as we enjoyed taking them. Um, tips are always appreciated. And that was it. Just something very short and sweet. Yeah. Um, and the first, first one I tipped at or put the jar at, um, you know, we, we got a couple dollars in there and I was like, that's okay. You know, it's no big deal. And nobody made a fuss about it. Yeah. So I was like, okay. And then the next one we did, you know, got a couple more dollars and, you know, it was all right. But it was only until this last event that we had done, which made me post that, um, um, that little, um, thing that I did. It was the father of the bride. He came up and he ended up handing us a hundred dollar bill and he said, had the photo booth not been there, he wouldn't have gotten the photos that he was hoping to have gotten with his daughter oh. and that we literally made his night um, just by being as fun as we were and happy as we were and then mingling with the crowd. And he goes, you guys came in, you ate dinner with us, you shared a drink with us. He goes, you guys literally became part of our wedding and we will forever remember that. Um, so, you know, so it really took me by surprise and that hundred dollar, I mean, we, my husband just put it away and I wasn't even paying attention to the tip jar. My husband put that hundred dollar bill in his pocket and I just said, hang on to it. Mm -hmm. And by the time the night was over with and I was packing everything up because I'm so busy helping props, you know, helping people with props and yes. taking pictures and telling them to smile or counting down, you know, and being very active in all that. 
I don't have time to keep an eye on a tip jar, take a look if it's being filled. And it was out of sight, out of mind. Mm -hmm. So I really didn't even pay any attention to it until the very end of the night. And there was an additional $100 in there. Oh, wow. Um, close to $100. Yeah, there's like another 90 some dollars. So um, it literally made my night to be able to see that. And that was a weekend that we had double weddings. And then we had another birthday party. And so we were just going crazy. Yeah. Um, and it was a very busy weekend for us. But when that father of the bride said what he had said to us, um, it made me realize that every situation is going to be different. And yeah. just because mm -hmm. some other person in another state says tip jars are tacky or they don't belong in, you know, photo booths or to price yourself accordingly you really have to step back and take a look at your business and the um, demographic that you're serving. Yeah. Um, and, and we have just kind of found that because we're generally priced decently, that they're more willing to give a little and they're more happy to do it because they weren't gouged from the beginning. And, and then we know that that's not going to be the norm for every situation um, or for any event for that matter. But, you know, it, it made me feel a little bit more better to put that out there because people would like to, but then they feel bad if they just hand you a couple dollars here and there and they can just kind of put it in the little, the little jar and then be on their way and, you know, they're fine. So it was, and it, and it took away the awkwardness of accepting a couple dollars from somebody and then me putting it in my pocket and be like, okay, you know, so it took that out of the equation and it's, um, it's worked a lot better. So, nice. um, I think we'll keep it, Yeah, <laughs> but well, the, worst um, happen is, 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 the worst that can happen is someone doesn't agree with it at the party and then they ask you to, you know, kindly remove it and you just remove it, you know, like, exactly. Like, it yeah, can all be removed. Like so, you know, it's not a big deal. Right. That's awesome. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. It's always nice when uh, you get a compliment like that, you know, straight after the event or during the event. And, and especially as someone that's a part of the, of an important part of the wedding, like the father of the bride. Um, yeah. Cause you know that he's going to go off and tell everyone, Oh, you know, I just, you know, and then the photo is going to be kept forever, you know, and they're going to want to share it everywhere, post it everywhere. Do you post or do you, when you make your template, do you add your company uh, website and phone number or something on there so that people can find you? I do. Yep. Oh, so I just do the website. I was doing like a little snippet of the logo, mm -hmm. but it was hard to incorporate that logo onto the photo strip and not make it look out of proportion or like it was just standing out. Mm -hmm. So I can kind of scale back and um, it, the website is on there. Okay. But I don't blow it up. I just, it's big enough for somebody to read it if they ever needed to go back and see who did that photo strip. Okay. So I don't obliterate the um, photo strip with that. Um, I just kind of keep it very um, small, but still yeah. readable. Yeah. Um, so that way they still have nice pictures because they, we put those in a lot of scrapbooks and yeah. I don't want, you know, capture me photo booth being right up there, you know, in front of their photos that they don't even get to see their photos anymore. Yeah, so definitely. So we just kind of do it that yeah. way. Have you had anyone say like, Oh, that I don't like that. Can you remove it? The, your logo, your uh, website? 
you know, I haven't had anybody ask that yet. Okay. So every, so far, everybody's been fine with it. Um, and, you know, and I try to maneuver it, you know, how it fits on the, on the strip, depending if I'm going to do a four by six or, or two by six, especially if, you know, if you've got four photos on the two by six, it's kind of hard to put your website on there yeah. plus whatever graphics or designs they want on there. So you end up getting really creative with some stuff, but um, for the most part, everybody's been okay with it and they've never said anything. And um, the only time someone ever really said anything is, was when they told me I put my um, website on there wrong. And okay. I went, are you sure? <laughs> I was able to go in and that was still in my learning stages. I was able to go back in in the dark room and switch it out and fix yeah. the lettering and stuff. But there was there was a couple strips that went out with the wrong wrong website. But it's you know you live and learn. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, one of my biggest lessons was just how you said um, our process was very similar to the way that you prepare for your gigs. Um, but we did everything through uh, Google Calendar, and we would also print it out. Okay, so we had two avenues or two ways of reading everything. And um, because we didn't have at one point just a lot of volume and different people working these gigs, um, we would handle everything through Google Calendar and we would send an email to our um, attendant as well as a text message with all of the contact info. So it'd be like, if it's a wedding, um, who do you contact? Okay. Is there a party planner? Um, what time are we setting up? Um, any special restrictions, um, any special type of props that they want us to bring, uh, things like that. And I found that sure. to be very helpful and just get all of that stuff out of the way. But one of the things that we learned to do ahead of time was do an actual test print before the gig with plenty of time. And that way, if there's misspellings, yes. you know, because like you said, you made, you, you um, had a misspelling, you know, sometimes you're just typing and I mean, I used to use Photoshop for my layouts. So, you know, Photoshop doesn't okay. really correct your, your verbiage on there or your spelling. And so, um, you know, I might've put an E before an I or something small like that, but I would all, I learned, um, mm -hmm. to have someone else take a look at the printout and say, Hey, is this spelled correctly? Did I, does it match what the customer said they wanted? Um, because the last thing you want is to have to change something so last minute while you're at the gig. It just adds so much pressure and anxiety to the whole situation. So I'm glad that yeah, it's a hand. <laughs> yeah. Um, so as far as, um, what would you say, um, what would you say is the biggest factor that has come into play to help you grow your business some pickup gigs say that again you kind of cut out sorry i think i got a notification um what would you say is the biggest factor that's helped you get business and 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 get booked okay so my biggest thing um probably two of these would be the bridal shows and Google. Okay. Um, I wasn't spending enough money in Google. Um, and there was, there's, there's always a goal for me. And, um, you know, that, that goal was to try to get on page one, but these bigger vendors were knocking me down left and right. And I was on page two, page three. 
Um, so I had to really learn about the whole social media posting thing in order to get my Google right. Um, so that when I, once I learned how to do that in the social media aspect of that, mm -hmm. I was able to appropriately place my money in Google and, and had it actually work. I see. So, so when I got Google up and running for ads, that was, um, bonus because on that little questionnaire that I send out to everybody, I put a little, um, question in there. How did you hear about us? Mm -hmm. And time nine out of ten times they'd come back and say Google so right. I learned that over time that Google is where a lot of people are going and I had to figure out how to get that right um, yeah. the other thing was bridal shows I have most of my business from bridal shows um, and the other portion is from Google from Google we of course we have some repeat um, corporate clients mm. but again they found me on Google nice. so I think it goes back to the bridal shows and the Google being my two main um, avenues for income. Okay. And when I do those bridal shows. Um, we just put our best foot forward and I did, um, I, I became a preferred vendor at one of our um, local venues here. Um, and we've even just swapped his um, father is turning 70. Mm -hmm. So we swapped a photo booth for the end of uh, May for another year of preferred uh, vendor me membership. Nice. So, I mean, so we just keep uh, keep evolving and keep, yeah. you know, networking and things like that. Um, so along with the um, bridal shows, um, you know, that's a lot of our bookings as well, but we partnered up with a, um, a wedding dress shop that is um, in Loveland. We're in Fort Collins. So it's about, I'd say a 20 minute drive from, from here. But we partnered up with that bridal shop and we um, came up with some folders that she designed um, has, has certain different vendors on there. I think there's like probably six vendors um, where we all paid in and had these um, folders published and she would give um, all this information to the brides when they book their or not book, but when they buy their dresses. So that was another avenue to get our name out and to get things going and there were some hotels that were on there um you know that did a lot of um booking reserving rooms and they got a, a shuttle bus back and forth so with them being able to now take those folders as well and and advertise in their hotel mm -hmm. i mean our name kept getting out there in all these little little venues yeah. um you know and then with the bridal shows they advertise for you Mm -hmm. So, you know, you do have to pay for all those and some depending on, you just kind of have to figure out which is going to be more beneficial to you. So yeah. we chose to jump into the um, larger bridal shows. Um, and this company is out of Colorado Springs and that's probably two hours away from us, but they travel all the way up to um, Loveland, Colorado, and that's right by us. And and they um, do three major shows a year. And that first show we did with them, we took eight bookings that day and then um, new leads kept trickling in after that. So that just, that kept adding on. As, and then we have the other um, preferred vendor that we partnered with um, at that other venue. And then when we did their bridal show, I think we booked about 10 
um, leads with them. And then every month they send me an update on all their new leads. Um, and so we just put together a little um, email uh, marketing campaign through um, MailChimp. And that just goes out to all the new um, bridal leads that we get through those vendors. Mm -hmm. um, and we still get that business, that, that the traffic through our website and the phone calls. So um, it's, I would say a good chunk of our, our business is all those bridal shows. That's amazing. Thank you for sharing those golden nuggets because a lot of people don't think about um, the follow-up sequence. And I think that, you know, um, brides get overwhelmed at these shows. There's just a ton of information, a ton of vendors. You end up with a whole bunch of papers and brochures at the end. Right. So it takes time for you to really sort through everything. And so if you have the ability to capture that email and that, you know, information, you can blast them and send them a, and you don't even have to do anything except for just right. so that they're signed up for the list. So I think that's amazing. Um, and your list is specifically targeted toward the brides for the expo. So you can be very specific because you kind of know the questions that these brides ask frequently. So you're able to answer their questions before they can even ask them. And right. so I think um, that's amazing. And that's what we did. And, and I understand bridal show, shows are also very like 50-50. Like you get people that are like, oh no, I... I spent so much money on this um, bridal show, but I would say like um, there's a few things to consider, um, especially starting off. I think it's a good way to meet other vendors in your area. Yes. Um, it's, it's important to kind of get to know, you know, maybe your neighbor on each side behind right. in front of you make conversation and engage. And um, exactly. It allows customers or potential customers to actually see the booth, you know, because, um, if you have two or three other vendors for photo booths at the same expo, maybe before yeah. you commit to paying the, the fee to be a part of the expo, you can research them and see, okay, how's their quality? What type of booth do they have? Is it just a tripod and a camera? You know, because we've seen that. And so yes. you know that you add more value then it makes sense. Okay, let me go ahead and try this. And, and it doesn't hurt to try and right. maybe you said, Maybe that one didn't work. Maybe try another another company because the people that lead these bridal shows, there is a difference between them. Like you said, some of them do a really great job at marketing the actual event and getting the word out there and promoting the event while maybe another group of people is not so good at that. And then there's not a lot of people that end up coming and you, you may. Yeah, so exactly. Yeah. And that's what we were finding. That's why we went with the, um, the larger bridal show that comes down here, um, from the Springs. Um, cause of the local guys, they were, um, you know, they'd set up in one of the, the little or like a Hilton hotel down here. Okay. Um, and they would have two to three photo booth vendors, you know, in that one category and probably five to six, um, DJs who also could do photo booth as well. Oh, yeah. So you're going up against the market of maybe 500, brides and you've got about 10 photo booth vendors yeah. and their fees were like $800 just to join. Um, and you know, we could get into the major bridal show and get a pretty good discount if we signed up for two or even the third show. Yeah. Um, you know, and they're going to reach like 2000 brides, whereas you're a fraction of that with the other vendors. So it made a lot of sense for us to do that. And then, during those shows, just like you mentioned, 
Um, I'm not like a very aggressive person. I'm very reserved and doing this whole photo booth business took me completely out of my little shell that I was in. Um, so I am, I'm learning to do that whole, put my foot out there and go meet those vendors, yeah. but we do. So we go out there and before the show starts, I try to grab those vendors that are next to me, you know, and I say, you guys have to take a picture. It's photos. Everybody loves a photo and, and it does, it gets them in there and they're happy. And then, um, part of that is it's not only to get them in there, but to say, Hey, you know, this is who, who we are and that we're fun and we're not really just kind of quiet or a bump on the log, but we're, we're really trying to take that market and, and be the top photo booth vendor there. Um, so when we do our bridal shows, there's a couple, there's a gentleman out there that does um, some really cool bridal show templates for us. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, so we ordered those in from him and it allows us to put our advertising and our package for the day on there. Um, so as well as the photos and it becomes a four by six print. So we just use those as our, all of our marketing material and it's easy. We don't have to have a lot of car. We have cards on hands, but we don't have to have a lot of extra flyers, yeah. you know, to yeah. take in with us. Because like you said, they're inundated with flyers from every vendor. And if there's going to be a hundred vendors there, they're going to have at least two to 300 pieces of paper and they're not going to know what to do with it. And nine times out of 10, it's just going to go in the trash, but they're not going to throw away a picture. Exactly. So we just decided, you know, that that's how we were going to do our marketing at the bridal shows. Um, you know, and we have most of our, our full setup there um, just to give them the full, almost overwhelming effect of having that much to choose from. Yeah. Um, but yeah it puts us aside because they'll remember they had so many props that I couldn't choose what I wanted. Yeah. So, yeah. so that's why I tell everybody I have an enormous amount of props um, because going back to when we were first looking into this, the photo booth vendor that we had um, booked for our wedding had maybe two or three of the old style feather boas. Um, and then they had the metallic, um, Oh, masks with the rubber bands on the back and maybe a couple stick props. I see. You know, we didn't get to see the full effect at the bridal show um, when we were booking our photo booth of what their props were going to look like. They didn't have any props there. So you, you were completely unknown of what you were getting. And when we got that, I was kind of a little disappointed. So that is why I have a very large setup of props and, and people remember us for that. Um, and then they, they, it's funny to watch them because they stand there and they say, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to pick. And, and I'm like, you can come back as many times as you want, but you got to take your picture. So, you know, they do, they come back and every photo they get is different. So, and then that's when we get those compliments of, we just blew them away. So that's kind of how we've taken everything and, and evolved it, I guess. Yeah, no, I love that. I think you've dropped a lot of good, good tips and golden nuggets, especially for people that are already in the business. Um, but just to kind of wrap things up here, um, what would you say, um, I have two questions. How do you think, how much do you think the Facebook, our private Facebook group has helped you with your business? And then also what would you tell someone that's thinking about starting their own photo booth business? All right. So 
the Facebook group alone has 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 saved me saved several of my events. Um, I look I'm on several of those Facebook groups and um, not just for PBI, but PBI in general is a family based um, group and of, in, of individuals and it, everybody there is kind. Um, they're helpful and they're not just they're just not going to tell you something so that you can just not succeed. They, they literally take the time to help you. Um, I was at an event and I was in panic mode and we were at an event that was completely dark, 100% black. And I, there was a couple things that I didn't double check because I got stressed and nervous and by the time that I started chatting with everybody in the group, we were able to figure out what I had done wrong. But there was probably, I would say, 10, 12 people all chiming in, trying to help with their suggestions and with the things they learned and things that, you know, to check. So going through everybody's comments and questions and check marks and things like that, I was able to get my my machine up. It was fun. We got back in full swing. but it's not just like that for just events. It's every day somebody's posting a question and you know, they don't, they, they could have been in the business for 10 years and never had something come up. Mm -hmm. Whereas I had it come up in the first week of being in business. Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's like everybody treats themselves as, as we're all equal mm -hmm. and everybody is willing to share and teach each other where the other groups aren't. So I'm very thankful that you guys created a group like that because I honestly don't know if I could have gotten the business on its two feet like I did as fast as I did without that help. You know, of course, you and Josh have always been awesome at helping and getting things going as well and answering questions right from the, the beginning. But that group you guys created is truly awesome. Um, everybody there is just amazing and everybody's always accepting and willing to jump in and help on the dime. So I, I really appreciate that group and it's, um, it has helped me learn a lot about me in general and then too about the business on how to make this work right. So um, without the group, I don't know if I could be where I'm at today without it. Wonderful. And I'm sure a lot of, I'm speaking on behalf of everyone in the group, but you add a lot of information and value to the group. So um, thank you for doing that as well, for being so interactive and sharing things as you're learning them as well. It really helps. Of course. Yeah. I, when I first started chatting in that group, I felt like I was the one picking the information from everybody and never contributing. And, and it was just me learning, you know, and then I had to realize that well, I have to give back at some point. I have to figure out how, what's my, what's my give back going to look like. Um, so that's when I, I thought, okay, you know, there's a, um, a, a Facebook group for darkroom booth users, but nobody really shares a lot of stuff there for templates and things like that. So I said, well, you know, I'm going to share my templates on PBI because this group can benefit from it, you know, um, and cause they've helped me out. And so just the little things that I, I put in there, it's not a whole lot, but it's, it's, you know, cause I'm still learning. So I just tried to contribute the best I can. And if I learn something right away, I want to share it because 
somebody else could be thinking the same thing and questioning themselves. And, and I'd hate for them to do that because I learned the hard way. So, you know, and, and, and again, I wasn't great at putting myself out there or doing um, things like that. So I just said, okay, I've got to, I've got to be able to give back and share at some point. So I just put my foot forward and that's where we ended up. Well, thank you for doing that. And yeah. uh, final question I had was, um, what would you tell someone that's thinking about getting into photo booth business? So if you're going to jump into photo booths, I would say now is the best time. That is literally um, evolving every day. And it is like for my market, at least my, my market here is just barely getting to the idea of now a photo booth has to have be at every party whereas you couldn't really get somebody to rent a photo booth but now um everybody is realizing that you need a photo booth at every party mm -hmm. so like our new slogan is um every party needs a photo booth mm -hmm. so that's kind of what we're changing our, our marketing to because we used to just word out you know weddings and barbecues and things like that mm -hmm. but think the market has finally turned where it's now becoming a must-have so yeah. if you're going to jump in you should do it now yeah. um, but you would definitely need to um, decide on there's a couple things so for me I couldn't um, I couldn't lift my machines when I got them and I had to call Josh and tell him that I'm like five foot two and I can't lift this hundred and fifty pound machine so we've got to figure something out. And if I'd, you know, not jumped in like I did, I might've had time to figure out, can it fit in my car? Am I going to have to get a new car? You know, am I going to be able to lift this? Things like that. So I, um, I would suggest definitely um, check out your machines, um, see them in person if you can, ask a hundred million questions um, because it's just going to benefit you the most. Um, make sure that you're going to be able to store your equipment, um, lift your equipment. You have ways to transport your equipment. Um, and as far as using the equipment, I would say um, before you actually purchase your equipment, figure out what um, it's going to be set up with. So I, um, when I was looking at your guys' site, I was under the impression that I was being set up with social booth, which I wasn't and and it was just me assuming because I had no other information to go off of and um, we were looking at some templates on your on PBI and well, they were all done in social booth and so when I get darkroom I was like this is foreign I don't know what I'm doing but, but I think if I had asked those questions ahead of time and learned what my software would have been then I could have read the tutorials on it um, I could have done a lot more research on it and then I probably wouldn't have been so far behind um, in learning what Darkroom was all about and how my product ran. Um, and then I wouldn't feel like I was scrambling to learn a new program. Mm -hmm. So I, if I could go back and do that again, I would definitely ask more questions um, about the machine and its equipment, its software, um, things like that. I was just so excited to jump in and do this that I forgot every question I was going to ask and I just bought my, my machines. 
So if you can avoid being excited, then you've got to ask your questions. Yeah. Um, we do provide links um, with our welcome email that we send out to everyone that has a link to download the trial version of the software. And so we really, yeah. we really try to drill that into our new customers, you know, and if you have a um, computer at home here, here's the link, download it, play with it. It's a trial version, but it's the same thing. It'll help you so much. Um, but yeah, I think everything that you just mentioned is definitely good advice for someone just starting out. So yeah, thank you for that. Um, so just so that you people can find you, um, what are your um, handles for like Instagram? What's your website, um, social media? Um, I'm not great on Instagram. I do have an Instagram account, but I, I think it's um, capture me underscore, underscore um, co photo booth. I'd have to double check on that. Um, I pulled it up I, right here. I just, um, I, it's capture me co underscore photo booth. There you go. <laughs> and then your website is listed here at capture me co photo booth.com. Is that correct? Correct. Awesome. Yep. Well, yeah, guys, yeah. We heard it here. That's where you can reach or check out her page and check out her Instagram. Give her a follow and a like. And um, thank you again, Jessica, for doing this. I think we ran a little bit over just the value that you brought to the interview, I think, was really good. So we just kind of kept going. And um, hopefully, um, people will find this video useful. And um, for anyone that's interested in buying a photo booth, give us a call at 972-301-2930 or visit our website, photoboothint.com. Thanks. Thank you.